You are Locked On Orioles, your daily podcast on the Baltimore Orioles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, people of Birdland, and welcome back to Locked On Orioles, your place for Orioles news, analysis, and everything else from the clubhouse to the warehouse and beyond. As always, I'm your host, Justin McGuire. Guys, that unfamiliar feeling you woke up to this morning? That's the feeling of victory. That's right, the Orioles won a game last night. It was the Orioles' first home win since opening day. It was just their second win that didn't require extra innings, and it helped them to avoid being swept by a division rival. All in all, a pretty good win, a pretty good effort from Kevin Gosman, and the offense actually looked like it had something going for once. Now the Orioles have an off day today before heading to Boston for a tough four-game series against the Red Sox. Still, despite the win, the overall picture for the Orioles right now isn't too bright, and there's actually been some talk about whether Buck Showalter is going to make it through this season or not as Orioles manager. We're going to be joined today by Ryan Fagan. He's the national baseball writer for Sporting News. He and I are going to talk about Buck's future with the club and whether, in fact, he's actually on the hot seat, as some have said. We'll get to that in just a minute. Hey, folks, just a reminder, for all the original content of the Locked On Podcast Network, both the podcasts and the written content on every team, go to LockedOnSports.com. And, of course, for all your content on the Baltimore Orioles, make sure to go to LockedOnOrioles.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Orioles. We are joined now again by Ryan Fagan. He's the national baseball writer for Sporting News. Uh, And, Ryan, I want to ask you about a couple things Orioles-related, but the first one is this. Um, Buck Showalter is in the final year of his contract with the Orioles. I think most people who are listening to this podcast know that already. Um, You know, the Orioles have gotten off to a bad start. Again, everybody listening to this knows that. and I recently saw uh, John Heyman, who's the you know nationally known baseball writer who works for FanRag Sports. He basically wrote a column that had a list of managers on the hot seat, and one of them that he mentioned was Buck Showalter. Also, around the same time, Bovada, the company that does sports odds, sports gambling odds, came out with a list of managers most likely to get fired and had uh, Showalter number one on the list. Now, that was done, I think both of these were done before the Yankees series, where the Orioles won three of four which maybe would have given Buck a little bit of breathing room. But uh, since then, obviously, things haven't gone very well either. So the Orioles are, are definitely, I, I think, a disappointment um, to fans and to everybody else. Not that yeah, not that people necessarily were expecting much from them, but they've been really bad, and they at least theoretically are trying to compete for a wild card spot. So I guess it makes some sense that you would, you would think of him as being on the hot seat. But let me just ask you, do you think there's any realistic chance the Orioles are going to fire Buck Showalter before the season's over? I would be very surprised. I think when you look at, at the situation the Orioles are in, you mentioned Buck is in his last year, in the last year of his contract, but it feels like everyone in that team is in his last year of his contract, Andy Cutts in the last year of his contract. You know, so many of the players are in the last year of the contract. And I think, you know, that's a big thing. The, the Orioles ha- are facing a bigger question than Buck Showalter, and that's what are they going to be? What are they going to do? Are they going to try to sign a couple, re-sign a couple of these guys, keep them there, keep competitive? Are they going to go into a rebuild? And I think all of these things would prevent um, them making the first move would, as make that firing Buck Showalter because they started off four and eight in, in the season, you know, I mean, maybe if it gets to the point where it, it's obvious they're not going to contend and it's obvious they're not going to resign these people. And they decide, you know what, let's go ahead and, and start this change process in July or August. Um, and let, let's let 
Buck go and let's let's trade some of these guys. Let's trade Machado, um, move some of these other guys in the last year of the contract. Maybe as part of that, I could see a scenario where that happens. But you know, it, that's going to have less to do with uh, not getting to an 85 win season than it, than it, than it is anything else. Yeah. I think you make a good point that this is a team. There's so much uncertainty surrounding what happens beyond 2018 that starting by just firing the manager doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I mean, there are obviously teams that do this all the time. They get off to slow starts and they fire the manager. Right. Um, but a lot of cases that's a team that, you know, just they're, they're just, they've run out of patience with that guy. They have other things going on. This team, like you said, there's so many moving parts that I think there's a lot of decisions that have to be made about the long-term future of the franchise. And starting with, um, you know, the general manager seat, um, you know, Dan Duquette, like you said, is in the last year of his his uh, his contract. He's not technically the general manager, but in essence, that's the role that he plays with right, the Orioles. Right, right, right. Um, and in that case, at least, though, the Orioles have apparently have an heir apparent, right? I mean, uh, Brady Anderson seems to be the guy who's probably going to get that job if they don't bring Dan- back Dan Duquette. He's pretty much been doing that job for a while, as far as we can tell. But in the case of Buck Showalter, there's no obvious replacement. Um, you know, maybe they would want it, like you said, maybe they'd want to get a start on hiring a new guy, but uh, that just doesn't seem to be the way this team has operated in recent years. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. It seems unlikely. Right. And that's that's the question, too. I mean, if you're going to just fire him this year because they're off to a slow start, I mean, who, who do you bring in? You know, do you bring in someone to try to get them into the, to the playoff spot to, you know, hoping that 86 wins gets the second wild card spot this year? Do you bring in somebody to try to do that? And if, if you if that's the goal, who are you going to bring in? I mean, I know, you know, the season hasn't started exactly as they wanted and you know last year didn't go exactly as they wanted but you know buck showalter is a pretty proven commodity and i guarantee you there are a lot of uh, fan bases out there that would gladly trade managers with the orioles in a heartbeat um to to get someone with with buck's resume you know and, and some of the some of the teams in baltimore that he got you know into the postseason or even above 80 wins when 80 you know above 500 when nobody really thought they were going to get there you know i mean he's he's done the types of things that you would look to bring in uh, as a manager to try to, to get them over the hump this year and that, that's why i mean it's 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 easy to see the frustration and i get that you know and like you said it's not like anyone expected this orioles team to go out and win 95 to 100 games um, but you know, coming into the season, if, if if the pitching stayed healthy and if a couple breaks went their way, you could see them competing, you know, with the the Twins and the Angels and teams of that ilk for for one of the two wild card spots. Um, but I just don't know that that firing a manager like Showalter with you know, as you said, with a, a franchise that is in this state of uh, this tumultuous state of the moment, I just don't see that as as the prudent thing to do unless you know. That you're going to get it. You know, Ken Rosenthal wrote a column in The Athletic. You know, he mentioned that, you know, there have been whispers that maybe Cal Ripken wants, wants the job. And if that's the case, then, you know, maybe it's hard to see Cal Ripken coming in in the middle of the season. But, you know, that's the case. Maybe they have an interim guy if they want to uh, play out the season and make a big change next year. I mean, there, there are lots of things in play, and not a lot of them uh, seem to be reasonable moves of firing. Buck Showalter in the first couple of months of the season. Yeah, I saw that um, Rosenthal thing, um, and I was actually, yeah. frankly, fascinated by it because that's not a name I had I had heard associated with the Orioles um, as, for the managerial spot. And obviously, the Orioles actually haven't had a lot of 
rumors surrounding that spot because Buck's been entrenched for a while and has been successful. Um, I remember Ripken's name came up for the Nationals job a few years ago. One of the things that is intriguing about that is that um, Cal Ripken Jr. and Brady Anderson are best friends. So if Brady Anderson were to get that job, maybe that does increase the odds that Cal Ripken would come in. we know that several teams in recent years have gone with former players who don't have any managerial experience. You know, you know, we see Aaron Judge just or I'm sorry, Aaron Boone this year with the Yankees. And we, we've seen, you know, Mike Matheny. We've seen we've seen several guys who've done that sure. in recent years, some of whom have been successful and some of whom have not been so successful. But in any case, it's been tried in a lot of cases. Um, so it would be interesting to see if the Orioles would go that route. I, I think it's always a little bit dangerous to bring in a, a, a team legend um, <laughs> to manage your team, yeah. particularly a team that's likely going to you know lose ninety five games for the next several years. So, well, and that, that's a great that's a great point too because if they are going to rebuild, is I mean, if Ripken is interested in following his dad's footsteps and being the manager of the Orioles, do you want to take over at the beginning of what could potentially be a rebuilding couple of seasons? And that that's that's a great question because. You know, you have this this status within the, the fan base, and it's if it works out and he would take over, and it'd be great, and you know that'd be awesome. But if if it goes south and if they don't win, you know that's not a situation anyone wants to deal with. Yeah, I, I, for for those reasons and others, I'd frankly be shocked if it ends up happening yeah. that way. I don't think. Um, I honestly don't think Cal necessarily has any interest in managing, or at least not that much of an interest in it. I mean, he's been retired for, what, 15 years now and has, has made no effort to, to do anything in that realm. Um, so, I, again, I'd be a little bit surprised by it, but you never know. You never know with this franchise, but it's it's certainly an intriguing possibility that um, once, you know, one, if, the, if they do end up deciding that Buck Showalter is not the guy for, for next year and beyond, and we start seeing these lists of potential replacements that um, you and I know that a lot of uh, media outlets uh, get a lot of clicks out of those sort of stories. Yeah. Um, yes. And none that I'll mention, but, uh, you know, so that's that's a name that I think will be high on lists for no other reason that, than people will click on it. Um, and, and I think one other point I just wanted to make about um, Buck Showalter is I think, I mean, I don't know that this would matter to the people making the decisions, but, you know, it seems to me that there's an argument to be made, a pretty good argument to be made, that Buck Showalter is, you know, the second most successful manager in Orioles history in a lot of ways. I mean, nobody's ever going to, nobody's ever going to surpass Earl Weaver for number one on that spot list. But, you know, he's made the playoffs three times. No other manager other than Weaver has ever done that. Um, He's obviously outperformed expectations a lot of ways uh, a lot of years and and just you know there's just a lot of there's just a lot of goodwill he's built up among the fans um and and among the you know the fan base and i think it would be not that this team necessarily um is is very pr savvy a lot of times but i think it would probably be a bad move pr wise to fire the guy with a couple months left on his contract i just think i just yeah i, just, I totally yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, there was with there was you know it was either it was either him or Rosenblatt. I forget which one. Um, you know, mentioned that there have been rumors that that Showalter is interested in a, a front office type job. You know, be it with the Orioles or someone else. You know, and maybe it comes down to in, in August, July, or August, and they've they've traded away the players they can trade away uh, because the season hasn't gone well. And maybe that's something that they do, and they they transition him into a spot 
in the in the front office somewhere, be it an assistant to the GM or, or whatever title they want to give him. Maybe that's some some way that they make the transition more palatable um, for a guy who has the you know has had the success that he has had with the franchise. That that would certainly be an option. Um, but again, I think these are all things that that would be more uh, signaling a change in direction for the franchise and not a reaction as the Pavada odds are to a, a slow start to the season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think ultimately, to me, the ultimate question is not whether Buck Showalter is going to be fired during the 2018 season, but what happens to him after the 2018 season. He yeah. has a decision to make. The team has the decision to make. And as we pointed out already, they have multiple decisions to make. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, so that there's like I said, so many moving pieces. So if if they do end up, you know, indeed Brady Anderson is the ne- is the next um, executive in charge, maybe he wants to bring in his his own manager, you know, clean house and and start anew, and then they just don't renew Buck Showalter's contract, or maybe they do give him some sort of front office position, like you said, or maybe you know you have a guy like you know Brady Anderson say, I'd like some continuity with this team, you know, let's let's see if we can get him to come back for another couple of years. You just don't know. There's a lot of things going on, but like you, like you said, I I'd be shocked if they just have one of these. Man, we're terrible. We got to fire the manager because we got to do something. Reactions that so many teams have. That doesn't right. seem like that. This doesn't seem like the team that that's going to happen with. And I mean, really, if we're, if we're looking at the the order, the priority order of what the Orioles have to do, I mean, really the the GM, the Duquette position is what they need to sort out first. And if it is Duquette the man going forward that's going to make the decisions, is it Brady Anderson? Who's going to be doing that? And then you decide, okay, okay, now we know what this, what person is going to be calling the shots for the next three or four years for the direction of the franchise. Okay, what does that person see? Um, does, are, are we going to go into a rebuilding mode? Are we going to try to bring some talent back by trading some players? Are we going to try to have a new manager? It's, it's a strange situation right now to have a guy who is in the same state of flux making decisions about the future of the franchise when he's not contractually part of the franchise going forward. And that's a strange thing, too. And, you know, I think it was Rosenthal he brought up in this colony. I mean, does Duquette even have authority to fire a Buck Showalter if he decided that's what was going to happen? But, yeah, they, they really... I mean, really, honestly and truly, these are these are things they probably should have decided in the off season, and they should have um, made these decisions and taken action in the off season um, to try to to give some sort of I don't know, even even a jump start, but a, a head start on on what the Orioles are going to look like in 2020, um, more so than what they're going to look like in 2018. Yeah, and I mean, that that goes back to the <laughs> a constant theme on this podcast, which is. This is a team. That, this is a franchise that seems to be making it up as they go along. That doesn't ever seem to have a long-term plan. And, and the other theme is, as you touched on, you know, Dan Duquette, what role he actually plays these days. Whether he's actually, act, you know, doing anything other than collecting a paycheck and showing up at the office is a big question. Because seemingly all the contracts that were negotiated in the off season were done through Brady Anderson. Um, it seems like it's been a long time since Dan Duquette's really had his stamp on a major decision made by this team. Um, and seen, I, I don't know if that dates back to when he wanted to leave to go become the Blue Jays president, and that just soured his relationship with Peter Angelos. I don't know if it's right. just he checked out emotionally, or I, I, I don't know what's going on exactly, but it seems like 
you know, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't know that he even has the authority to make a decision about the manager at this point. Well, you know, maybe it's something that the Orioles internally know what's going on and they, and they have the plan that they just haven't talked about. Um, you know, that that's certainly possible. But like you said, it doesn't always seem like they 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 have these uh, well laid out plans and they they put them into into motion for two and three years at a time. But you know, maybe maybe give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they do, and maybe you know Brady Anderson is the guy who's going to be in charge, and he knows that. Um, and they're moving forward with that assumption, um, with that knowledge, and they just haven't told anybody else. That's that's certainly possible, but. You know, the other the other way is possible as well. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and there's a whole other issue, which we don't need to get into in detail here, but is that Peter Angelos himself is, you know, I forget his exact age, but he's in his late 80s, I believe. And, you know, he has yeah. pretty much checked out from day-to-day uh, operations from, from the, of the team and his sons that are pretty much in charge. So there, there's a lot of questions about who's actually making decisions for this franchise. I'll just leave it at that. Yes, lots of fun, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Well, it makes for, you know, makes for some, in, you know, palace intrigue, but I don't know that it makes for a good, uh, a good successful franchise. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to win right now in that division. There's some, there's some good teams in that, in that division and that, in that league as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, if you're going to win, and I, I've said this a million times on the podcast, people who listen regularly, I'm sure are sick of me saying it, but you know, I'm I'm of the opinion that the Orioles need to, they don't necess, they don't need to do exactly what the Astros did or exactly what the Cubs did, but they need to do in the general sense of what those teams did, which is put together a five year plan, make decisions about what direction they want to head in, how they want to do it, how they want to get there, yep. and then stick to that plan. And that's the thing I think right. that those teams did so successfully. It's not necessarily the same. You don't necessarily need to do it the same way they did it. I mean, I don't know that you need to tear down as much as the Astros did. I don't know that you need to suffer through multiple 110 lost seasons. But right. what you do need to do is say this is the direction we're going in, and we're not going to let a you know we're not going to freak out if we have a bad season. We're just going to plow forward, and it's you know we have a we have a goal in mind, and that's the thing the Orioles have not done uh, under Peter Angelos. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, well, Ryan, thanks a lot for joining us today. I appreciate it. Anytime, Justin. And that's going to do it for another edition of Locked On Orioles. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.